You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Danielle Liss. Each week, we will help you unlock the secrets of influencer marketing through interviews with leading professionals and tips and tricks to help you scale your business. Sit back, grab a coffee, and let's talk all things influencer marketing. Hey there, this is Danielle. And this is Jamie. Welcome to the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast, episode 18. So Jamie was out in Las Vegas, which is where I am from, to facilitate an in-person mastermind last week. And we thought this would be the perfect time to talk about masterminds and accountability because we see this come up so frequently when we talk to people in the influencer space. Before we start, Jamie, tell us all about your trip. I, I really think the only thing that I can talk about, my greatest highlight was meeting your cats. <laughs> forget work, forget the fact that you and I got to spend like an entire day together doing all kinds of awesome business planning and seeing each other's faces. I bonded with Stella, the mean hairless cat. <laughs> That is such an accurate description. Now, for those of you who are not HQ members, I urge you to join. It's businesses.com slash HQ because I got the best picture of Jamie having a little love fest with Stella, by which I mean Stella was whipping her in the face with her kind of creepy tail because remember, they're hairless. And Jamie is just laughing so hard. And it was an amazing moment. I'm not going to lie. She she brought me over to the dark side. I I kind of, I really love that cat. We were like besties. I sat on your, I sat on, Danielle has this amazing, like literally one of the most comfortable armchairs ever. I'm sitting there. She and I are talking all things, scale your influence. Very excited. The cat's just on my lap and she sat there for like an hour. (laughs) It was was very soothing. And I don't know if anyone knows this, but hairless cats feel like suede. They do. They do. It was almost Zen, just like petting her. (laughs) It was awesome. Until I mentioned to you that she kind of bites a little. (laughs) She goes halfway through Danielle's like, well, I can tell you I'm a little bit relieved right now because Stella usually bites. (laughs) Thanks, Danielle. No problem. It was an experiment to see if she could behave herself. And she passed with flying colors, which I didn't expect. Or maybe I'm just that awesome. And she just sensed my high level of awesomeness and new, don't bite her. She's cool. (laughs) I think that you have a new title and that's mean hairless cat whisperer. (laughs) I would like that on a shirt. (laughs) Um, That'll go with Dr. Don's rhinestone cap that we have to make. So we have have a lot of custom clothing to get through. You're next. You're next. Uh Uh-oh. So I was actually there for other reasons, not just bonding with Stella. 
Uh, <laughs> but I was actually there to facilitate a mastermind, which is one of my favorite things to do. And whenever I talk about masterminds, people love to share their experience in a mastermind or they want to know more about how to be a part of one. A lot of people have questions whether or not it's appropriate, what kind of mastermind to be in. So since it's really early in 2018, and I know a lot of people are in sort of business planning mode, we thought this would be the perfect time to discuss masterminds. But first, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Hashtag Legal. Hashtag Legal is a full-service law firm specializing in influencer marketing, social media, and service professionals. We offer a wide range of services, contract review and drafting, trademark and copyright registration and monitoring, FTC advice and disclosures, and full site reviews, including drafting site terms and conditions and privacy policies. Check us out at www.hashtag-legal.com. Welcome back. To give you a little background, when we started the business in 2016, I maybe took a lot of courses. It was the year of courses for me. At one point in time, Jamie may have suggested that it was necessary to institute a ban on me taking <laughs> any new courses because I I signed up for a lot and they were all very good. And I am the person who finishes the course from start to finish. Like there's no, oh, I'm just going to buy it, leave it there. Mm -mm, not me. I'm always on this quest for personal development, but course ban. So in 2017, I replaced courses with masterminds. I may at one point during the year have been in three at the same time. Is that when we instituted the ban on me joining any more new masterminds? I'm laughing so hard. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are obsessed. And I love it because it really, it helps us a lot. I'm, as I've told a lot of people, sort of the opposite. And I tend to just kind of float in my own world. Um, and so having you introduce me into the world of masterminds, courses are not really for me. I don't learn that way. But masterminds have been life-changing for me. It helps us focus on our goals. And it really helped me work on the business side of things. So, you know, you have a gut instinct and you sort of go with it and things move along and businesses grow, but you have to have direction, right? You have to have what you're working for. And our masterminds, the ones that you introduced me to, and we ultimately decided on one, <laughs> <laughs> I think is manageable really uh, has, it's helped us so much. I agree. So before we get started, for people who are not familiar with the concept, we want to talk a little bit about what a mastermind is. For those of you who like personal development books, which I maybe like those a lot too, um, a lot of people have read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. He was a pioneer in the area in talking about masterminds, and he defined it as, quote, the coordination of knowledge and effort of two or more people who work toward a definite purpose in the spirit of harmony, end quote. Okay, that sounds like a lot of jargon, <laughs> which we yes. don't love. Businesses is what we always say. We're translating the jargon. So what does it actually mean? What's a mastermind? A mastermind is usually just a group of people 
who are typically around the same place in their business. There, there can be varying levels of where a person is, but for example, for Danielle and I, we typically would not be in a mastermind with someone who's just starting out. It just wouldn't make sense for either. Um, and so all of the people in the mastermind are working toward their goals in a particular area. For this episode, we're going to talk about business masterminds. There are masterminds for, I think, everything at this point. Yes, I think so. <laughs> you know, you could talk about money and health goals. But in the majority of those groups, you're going to see a set structure where the members share their successes, um, and they also look for areas of improvement, they share goals, and they do what is, I think, both our both of our favorite parts, the hot seats. Hot seats are definitely my favorite part of the mastermind process. So when you're in the hot seat, you share a specific issue that you're facing in your business, and then you get feedback from the other members on how they think you should handle that issue. My personal favorite hot seat was at a live mastermind that we both attended last year. We presented our issue. Then they sent us out of the room to talk about us, which is a weird feeling because we're sitting <laughs> in the hallway like, so everybody in there is talking about us. Great. But then <laughs> we came back. It was amazing because we were not allowed to talk. We weren't allowed to say, but, but, but this and that. We were simply there to receive the information. I think that we can both say we took a lot of the things that were said in there and we're working on implementing them still. It was some of the best business advice that I think I've gotten in a mastermind. I totally agree with you uh, as Two people who typically love to talk. <laughs> it was uh, really effective for both of us to just listen. We got so much out of that. Yeah, and for, sure. for for me, especially someone as I've I've not been shy about this. I don't love planning out goals. I know I need to, but it's something that is just outside my comfort zone. And so the accountability of a mastermind is so effective for me. Because when I set goals in the group, the competitive part of me knows that I have to report on my progress at the next meeting. So I never want to say I didn't meet my goal. The other great thing about setting goals in the group is it helps you make sure you're setting the right goal. Because if you have a really good mastermind leader and you have really good people in the group, they'll call you out if you're focused on the wrong thing. So it really helps you have that laser focus you need when growing any phase of a business. I agree. And I remember there was one time in a mastermind where I didn't hit my two-week goal and everybody else did. And I just sort of looked at it and I said, nah, not happening again. And you're right. It is this very competitive sort of atmosphere. And it's not competitive with the other members. It's more that it, it makes you want to be better if that's yes. a way to put it. A mastermind is going to help you hold yourself accountable for those goals. But we also hear a lot of talk about accountability partners or groups. So we want to talk for a minute about how they differ. So typically a mastermind is a lot more formal than accountability group. In my experiences, accountability groups form informally. They're typically not paid for the way that a lot, uh, some of the really good masterminds are. And I've tried accountability groups in the past. They They've never worked personally for me. Uh, and I'm not sure, I've thought a lot about why 
accountability groups weren't so great. What ends up happening for me with accountability groups, and I know a lot of people who successfully use them, I was too all over the place. I needed someone to help focus me and you need to go into an accountability group very focused. So if you have a very specific goal, for example, I know a lot of influencers that are in accountability groups and it works really well for them because they have very specific goals about what they're writing or what they're sharing or what kind of content they're creating. And going in to those accountability groups with that very narrow focus is helpful. But for me, I need to be focused. So the accountability groups sort of never really worked for me. I understand. You know, I've been a part of some and everybody's so enthusiastic to start, but then it kind of fizzles and you get to that point where it's like, is this still a thing? Are we still doing this? And you know, you need the support, but you're just, the group just kind of isn't there. So then you spend more time trying to create another group and it didn't work for me. I loved the idea that this was a set thing where somebody is facilitating and these are the rules. Cause I think we've mentioned, I do enjoy rules. <laughs> so I just want somebody to tell me what to do. And I loved the more structured mastermind program. I, I think accountability groups are great if you're all in the same industry. So I think one of the reasons that a few of mine didn't do so well is because I was working with people who are outside of my industry and they really didn't understand what I was doing, although they were running businesses on a, on a similar level. So as we talk about it today, it sort of gels in my mind that I think that's where the accountability groups can be really helpful. But for me, masterminds have just been the best. Um, so let's talk about the different types of masterminds. I mentioned earlier that some of them are paid, some of them are not paid. Um, for a lot of people, particularly me, I need to know that I have skin in the game to make it worth it. We'll talk a little bit in a moment about how to choose the right paid mastermind. But for me, I know that I'm going to be most successful if I'm paying for a mastermind. I agree. And I think sometimes people are a little bit hesitant to make that investment when you know that this is an investment that you're making and growing and in your business, it really can make a huge difference. And the paid masterminds don't fizzle out because it's being facilitated by someone who you are paying to be there. The next type is long-term versus short-term. I have seen masterminds that take a day. I have seen masterminds that go on for a year and then people will renew and go on for another year. So it's really important to think about what you're going into the mastermind for. Are you going in to say, I need support while I work through this project during a specific quarter? Or are you looking at it saying, in the next year, I want to take my business to point A from point B and I want to have support the entire way? Or are you saying, I have just this one specific issue that I need to work through? So kind of think about the level of support you need and what timing makes the most sense there. The next thing you want to think about is there are virtual masterminds, there are in-person masterminds, and then there are some that have a hybrid of both. Um, I've been in, I've done all three. I've loved the hybrid type. Um, and these are more for long term. I think a short term, I tend to do best in person. So the mastermind that I facilitated when I was in Las Vegas was a short term in person. It was a lot of really hard work over the course of a couple days and it was fantastic. But the people in that short term in person walked away with one specific goal and an action plan for that goal. If you're looking for some more long term support, like Danielle said, long term might be better. 
Virtual's great and it works, particularly if you use Skype or Zoom. There was something so powerful when Danielle and I went and met with our mastermind group at a retreat we did last year. We bonded in a way that we had never bonded before. So for me, the hybrid is so effective, even if you meet once a year, but it changed the entire dynamic. I agree. There's just when you're on the calls, it can tend to be a little more formal. You're very specifically talking about the business concerns and there's just that personal level that you don't always get. So it's really nice to get to know people on that personal level and see who it is behind the business and kind of what makes them tick. And the last kind that we want to talk about is industry-specific versus non-industry-specific. For Jamie and I, we could find a group that is all lawyers who are building their practices. That would be industry-specific. For influencers, it may be finding people who are in a similar niche. It may be finding all people who work in social media. Or you can go with non-industry-specific. I personally have had a lot of success with my non-industry-specific groups because it gives a very different perspective. In a mastermind that I did for most of last year, it was about 10 months, I had a pharmacist, I had somebody who was in the digital space, so she knew a lot about this particular space, but there were also people who, there was one person from England who was amazing, and she worked with healthcare providers. It brought a very different perspective to the sort of online bubble <laughs> that we work in to hear different people say, oh, well, this is how we would do it in my industry. And it really gave me a lot of action items that I could implement that I may not have really thought about otherwise. I totally agree. I feel like the most successful ones have been non-industry specific for me. So yeah, no, I had the same experiences as you. And so once you've thought about all of the various factors and options you have with masterminds um, and you think about what will work best for you, the key, the magical key, of course, is to find the right one. We've both been in several masterminds. Some have been amazing and others have just sort of fizzled out. So if you've decided that you definitely want to participate in a mastermind, we have a few things to look for. First, find the right facilitator. We strongly recommend that you talk to the person who's running the group before you join. Also, and this is going to sound a little weird, This, is, if you're doing paid, there's going to be a set facilitator. But if you're doing unpaid, make sure that group has a set facilitator. You'd be amazed at how much work it is to keep those meetings scheduled and moving. And things tend to kind of die out if someone doesn't take that leadership role. So you want someone there in the facilitator role that just kind of helps the meetings move forward, sets who's in the hot seat, that type of thing. It really does help to have that structure. And make sure it works for your budget. Some of the paid masterminds are not very expensive, but they can get into the five-figure range and sometimes more. So know exactly what you're getting for the money that you're paying. Make sure it's the right place to make that investment in your business and make sure you're going to get more than the value you're putting in. And I don't mean necessarily dollars because you can't look at a mastermind as paying you back in terms of sales or, you know, there's not going to be a correlation but it needs to be able to help you reach those goals you're looking to reach. And that's how you know that you get the value for that investment. 
One thing that Jamie mentioned earlier that we think is also really important is talk to the facilitator about the other participants and make sure those participants are on the same level where you are in your business or slightly above. You want people who are going to pull you up. You don't want to spend a ton of time giving people advice when they're just starting out necessarily. That would be more of a coaching role for you. You want people who are going to be able to challenge you and help you move to the next level as they're moving to scale their business as well. I I cannot stress that enough. I think that that is so incredibly important because it really ends up being that the other people in the mastermind are the ones that are bringing you up. The facilitator has a very real and important job, but a lot of times the best advice you get are from other participants. And so I think that I, I, I totally agree with that. And then make sure that the schedule works for you. It sounds simple, but you should know in advance before you start or you sign up that it meets with the frequency that works for you. You don't want it to be too much because it shouldn't overtake your business. But sometimes if it's too infrequent, it may not keep you motivated. You also have to be sure that you can attend because the members start to rely on each other. Make sure that you're able to attend the majority of the mastermind meetings so that everybody's kind of pulling their weight equally. So those are our tips for how to find the right mastermind. So how do you make the most out of your mastermind? The first tip that we have is to be present. Be there and be invested. This is extremely important. Don't blow off meetings. Don't make a minimal effort. That can drag the whole group down. Yes, one person can help bring that down for the entire group. So if you don't think you can fully engage, this isn't going to be the right time for you to join a mastermind. And as much as I hate to say this, you have to set goals. (laughs) (laughs) And you need to make sure that you can achieve those goals. So don't make them too crazy. You have to make them something that you can actually grasp. Um, And you also don't want to phone it in. So don't make it something too simple. Don't make it, the goals have to be something that you're going to work for, not something that's on your to-do list that you're going to check off anyway. The reason that I've signed up for a mastermind and I find the most effective masterminds are because the participants want to challenge themselves. So do it. It can be a little bit uncomfortable. Don't make it too hard so you feel like you're failing, but just that right level is the way that you're going to bring yourself to the next step. I agree. It took me a while to figure out like what is the right two-week goal? What it, what can I actually do? And in a way, that helps. What can you actually get done in that period of time so that you are setting your own appropriate business planning goals? It was a really interesting exercise for me. So our last tip is to be honest. The influencer space can be very heavily curated and it feels like everybody is kicking butt and you are struggling and you don't know what it is that's happening in just your world. But be real with your group. You're going to be shocked to hear how frequently everybody feels stuck or scared or overwhelmed. Then go back and listen to episode 17 and listen to Dr. Producer Don's mindset tips because they really do help. But remember, tell your group how you're feeling because they are going to have tips for you too on how to get through those periods of overwhelm. I can tell you the number of times we've gone into a mastermind group and said we felt that way. And everybody in the group goes, oh, I felt that way yesterday. Or I remember a time when I was going through this. It just, there's strength in numbers. It just makes you feel really good to know that you aren't alone. We hope this helps you decide if you want to participate in a mastermind program. It can be a really big decision, so we wanted to give you as much information as possible to help you decide if you want to make the investment. 
Danielle and I have both participated in masterminds and we are happy to answer questions. And so note, we do not offer a mastermind program. So we are not trying to sell you something. We just want to help. Let us know in the HQ if you have any questions. Visit businesses.com slash HQ to join if you aren't already a member. And don't forget, if you need show notes for this episode, visit businesses.com slash episode 18. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. If you like the podcast, we'd love if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help new listeners find us. If you have any questions, you can email us at questions at businessease.com. We'd really love to hang out with you in our Facebook group, the Businesses HQ. To join, visit businessease.com slash HQ. We want to give a big thank you to our producer, Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group for making us sound so very good. Thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you again next week. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.